My name is Marie, and this is Likened Unto Me, my personal scripture journey. It happens sometimes in my scripture study that as I'm studying one thing, I will get an idea or notice something else. But since I'm right in the middle of the first idea, I don't want to lose that train of thought. So I end up trying to come back to the new idea later. I'll make a note of it somewhere that hopefully I'll see it and remember what I wanted to go back and look at. That's what happened to me as I was studying about the different personalities in the scriptures, along with the definition of the word beset. And both of those ideas are found in episodes 23 and 24, if you care to go back and listen. Anyway, there's another place in the scriptures that uses the word beset. It's in Hebrews 12, which also happens to be the location of the whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth scriptures. As I read through those verses, it occurred to me that Paul is teaching the same basic idea that Alma the Younger taught to the poor Zoramites in Alma chapter 32. So here's the way Paul teaches it. And I'm going to read a block of scriptures, but you got to get Paul's words. So, you know, bear with me. He says, My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening... God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the father of spirits and live? For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure. But he, meaning heavenly father, for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastising for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. So that's Paul's version. Now here's Alma's version. He says, I say unto you, it is well that ye are cast out of your synagogues, that ye may be humble that ye may learn wisdom, for it is necessary that ye should learn wisdom. For it is because that ye are despised of your brethren, because of your exceeding poverty, that ye are brought to a lowliness of heart, for ye are necessarily brought to be humble. And now, because ye are compelled to be humble, blessed are ye. For a man sometimes, if he is compelled to be humble, seeketh repentance. And now, surely, whosoever repenteth shall find mercy." And he that findeth mercy and endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. And now as I said unto you, that because you were compelled to be humble, you were blessed, do ye not suppose that they are more blessed who truly humble themselves because of the word? Yea, he that truly humbleth himself, and repenteth of his sins, and endureth to the end, the same shall be blessed. Yea, much more blessed than they who are compelled to be humble because of their exceeding poverty. Therefore, blessed are they who humble themselves without being compelled to be humble. Or rather, in other words, blessed is he that believeth in the word of God and is baptized without stubbornness of heart, yea, without being brought to know the word or even compelled to know before they will believe. 
So Paul and Alma are talking about the same thing. They just use a different word. Paul uses the word chasten, while Alma uses the word humble. You can easily replace chasteneth with humbleth. He whom the Lord loveth, he humbleth. And the same for Alma's words. Because ye were chastened, blessed are ye. For a man sometimes, if he is chastened, seeketh repentance. That's the whole point of the chastening or the humbling, isn't it? Paul says that God does it to profit us. That we can become partakers of his holiness. And we partake of his holiness through repentance. And Alma says we can humble ourselves without the Lord having to chasten us. We can choose to do it because of the word. I've always thought that repentance was something you did when you messed up, like big time. But I've come to believe that it's just a fancy way of saying, changing so that our will is in line with the Lord's. I don't do exactly what the Lord would want me to do every minute of every day. Sometimes that's because I consciously choose not to. Sometimes it's because I'm a weak mortal and I just give in. And sometimes it's because of my own ignorance. There are things that I don't know and don't understand. And in this life, there's always going to be things I don't know and don't understand. So, whom the Lord loves, he chastens. Paul says that those who are exercised, or in my own words, those who choose to repent or to learn something from the chastening, receive the peaceable fruit of righteousness. I don't know exactly what he's talking about there, but I like to think that it's something good. You know, the things that Heavenly Father blesses us with, oftentimes they're good. Or, as Alma puts it, those who repent because of their being humbled will receive mercy and eventually eternal life. And we can also choose to be humble and repent without being chastened to do it. So likening all of this to me, I think it's time for me to really, truly, actually put some effort into trying to see trials as blessings and opportunities and not just something that I have to get through. Like Paul says, no chastening or trial for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. If I don't enjoy trials, which I, I really, really don't, I'm not alone. Paul didn't enjoy them either, but I can choose to try to see lessons in them and maybe one day see the blessings and that it's all because God loves me. Thanks for listening. Any quotes or scriptures or stories that I used are cited in the description. This is likened to me, my personal scripture journey.